adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, episode 120. I'm in the booth with the big three. Michael, the show Pirelli, Claudio, the voice Valenzuela, and I am Dave, the body, Regina. Today, we're going to be talking about the process of commitment and how to actually commit to a, uh, to a certain goal that you may have. But before we do that, we like to always give a little update on what's going on. Michael Pirelli has some big news. I think we should start right with that before we talk about a little pod bod update. Yeah, for sure. Talk to uh, me, baby. I couldn't talk about it. I alluded to it in a couple episodes, but I've officially announced that I'm going off on my own. I have an LLC already, but I've been an associate broker. Uh, but now I'll be going off on my own under my own office. Uh, going to be a one-man show with support, and uh, it's going to be... It's tough timing, uh, markets changing, but you could argue this is an ideal time. Uh, but with the two young ones and the end of the year coming up, not ideal, but some things happened with my company where we had an opportunity to part ways on good terms mm-hmm. and uh, came to some agreements and it made sense. So, um, yeah, I couldn't talk about it. And I, I was in meetings for weeks. Yeah. And uh, it was very like back, I think back to when you were dealing with the interviews and you know, the back and forth, and yeah, man. just the amount of time mm-hmm. and bandwidth to like think through everything. Um, and something I want to talk about is that I've explored this option in the past, but not to the degree that I did, obviously, because now I'm official. But I talked with Dana this time around. And because of all the previous things that I've done that have proven that I can do this and basically her understanding the business more and her being more involved after, you know, now eight to nine years, whatever it's been, she was so much more like you, yeah, absolutely. Why not? It makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Versus in the past, she's like, are you sure? You know? So it was an interesting dynamic. And obviously you have to have the family on board. And, you know, I asked Livy, she was gung-ho. She She was was like, absolutely, daddy. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it was was a fun thing to do. I, I released that video yesterday. Which, you know, I have to shout out No Snooze Podcast because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the boys. Um, but it just didn't work as far as the video. So hopefully you understand that. Um, and it was the response was overwhelming. I was like, holy shit. Like, there's a lot of people that, that are happy for you, right? That were happy. Yeah. Just reached out like agents that I've dealt with once. And I'm like, oh, they seem like good people, but they actually like called and were like, hey, congrats. Like, hey, can I work for you? <laughs> I had a couple of those calls and I'm like, right? listen, liability, which is true. Like he, I told my insurance guy because I had to get all my own insurances. Yeah. I'm like, the goal is to basically survive a year. So what, however you want to make me bulletproof for the year, I'll overpay right. to make sure that I can get my stuff organized. Yep. You know? That's a smart move. Um, and then my clients were awesome. I mean, the people that I have that they have the option now to go with someone else, stick with my previous firm, and they, with no hesitation, were like, no, ride ride or die with you, Mike. And I'm like, all right, let's ride. So that's been a lot of time and attention. um, And I'm happy now to say it publicly because now I can do a lot of fun things. And we're uh, 
introducing it's not new because it's just going to be something that I do anyway, but this whole concept of not another real estate show, which is going to be a docu style of my day to day because I've gotten so many questions on like, how are you building it out? What are you doing? What's your next step? You know, when you do the food show, you know, when do you record no snooze? So there'll be me with a kind of handheld gimbal um, more often in, in here at meetings, you know, people are going to basically get used to it. Me having another appendage, basically. Um, point being though, all of this has forced me because now I, instead of waking up at four to go work out and get my day started, now it's waking up at five, six, whatever it is, and just surviving with the two and Dana, you know, scrambling. Um, so now I have probably 20% less time than I did. And now I have to do, you know, probably 20% more work to get this thing off the ground. But when I thought about it, I said, it's now or never. Burn the boats. We're going to go. We're going to take a swing. Mm-hmm. If we strike out, we strike out, but I'm swinging for the fences. I love it. Um, no, congratulations, man. I think, um, you know, if you remember, I mean, I know CV and I remember, but you've been talking about this for well over a year, um, just in terms of the, the ambitious approach, right, that you had to, to want to go on your own. You didn't necessarily have everything in play, yeah. but I think over time you you know, you know manifested it and then also you were taking the actions necessary. And I think it just makes sense because you've done a tremendous job at building your relationships, uh, building your network as a whole. It's a beautiful thing to see. I also love that people are supportive of it because you you always get the people in the corner that are like, oh yeah, I didn't think he could do it or you know yeah. what I mean? So it's yeah. always good to... Well, I haven't done anything yet. So people are excited <laughs> for me now. But uh, be- so I had to talk with my team, my, the real estate stuff. And I'm like, listen, now it's coming down to we got to sell more houses. Like this year is all about making the money. Mm-hmm. Like all the past has been, all right, we're going to figure out the strategy and the process is this and that. And now we're at a point where I'm like, now my bottleneck is listings. Yep. So we're going to attack every condo in town. And I'm going to try to become the number one agent selling condos as the first goal. Um, because that's a little more scalable for me. Yep. And I'm taking a little more of a hands-on approach. Um, so that, you know, I'm hopefully going to report at the end of next year, 2023, um, that we've done that, which is going to be, I mean, it's a tall task. Yep. Um, but we'll see if we can go take it down. So I'm trying to adopt some stuff you talk about and kind of focus on one. It's not a specific, it's pretty specific, but a bigger goal, but just kind of nail one down. Yep. Just and then hammer it home. I'm not going to not sell other stuff. Of course. But the proactiveness and the marketing is all going to be geared towards that. Right. You Beautiful, know? man. I'm, I'm excited. Um, and it's, it's, I think it plays well with the, the terms of just no snooze in general, right? And what, what it actually means to us. So anytime the three of us specifically accomplish something like that, it's a, it's a win for, for everybody. So. Absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, I've had these talks prior and I've always thought like I've been holding back a little bit because I didn't have a hundred percent autonomy. Yeah. And, you know, I always had the company that they never just, you know, um, discouraged me from doing things. But now it's like, it's you, you know, now it's like sink or swim. There's no scapegoat. I try to operate that way, but the reality of it is pretty overwhelming right off the bat Mm -hmm. where you're like, oh, I I don't call them anymore. It's (laughs) like, you know, if I want to do a listing, I just literally agree with this person. There's no checks and balance. It's you. So it's been a, it's been a... Someone asked me how you feeling after the announcement. I'm like, I feel a little lighter, like a little quicker now. I don't know what the reasoning is. Like, I have so much more to do, but the freeness of I can do it however I want and there's no rules. I mean, there's rules with the state. Don't sue me. Um, But you know what I mean. Yeah, man. No. Beautiful. 
Um, good. That links in though, but because all I've taken all this on, I've been forced to kind of my routine is shot anyway. But it's the things that I am holding on to, the habits, I've been forced to rework them because I've been even less time now. Mm-hmm. So I've been stress testing everything, gotten to a beautiful routine. Now we got whacked with two, starting a new company, and all of a sudden I'm like, all right, I can't do this anymore. I want to keep the habit. So. That'll lead into the pod bod whenever you're ready to rock Beautiful. on that. Well, honestly, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really have an update besides, uh, besides, um, still strong apple picking season, right? So well, I saw that. when it is apple picking season, one thing about Dave Ridge is he loves everything apple. He loves apple pie. He loves apple crumb cake. He likes apples in general. I actually eat them like eggs, one bite, core and all. Um, no, I'm joking. Just joking on Can you that. Imagine if you you got to do <laughs> I'm one. I'm scarred for life. When I used to eat apples, my mom would tell me that if I swallowed a seed like a watermelon, then it would start growing in my stomach. Yeah. So I still believe that to this day. Uh, but anyway, the amount of apple pies I've been crushing, pumpkin pie season, there's nothing better than fall foliage. In New York, right? I'm a pumpkin pie guy. It's it's pumpkin delicious. everything. I mean, it's it's absolutely delicious. But then today, I said, you know what? Let me go check in on my body fat percentage, just because I've been really crushing the pies. Your boy came in at nine point one percent. I gotta check this this weight thing. If I, I look at a pumpkin pie, <laughs> I jumped to twenty percent. <laughs> but I think I I swear I think it just comes down to like the consistency of uh you know actually look at me look at the camera CB <laughs> there you go I keep catching him off uh, off guard I know I know well I'm he's just looking at you in. yeah if you're on YouTube you know CB's behind the camera and he switches every time we speak um, so that's what I was referring to right there but um you know it's the consistency of what of what I do. And I do go pretty hard, you know, and, and for the majority of my week, I mean, it's, it's probably, it's, it's well over 80%, um, being in the yeah. good. You know what I mean? I think it's probably closer to 90. And, and, and when we talk about pies, crushing pies, right? Like, give me the stat line. Like, how many, uh, so the, well, slices just, of pie, the no, whole well, pie. just, just the other day, we went, uh, to Harvest Moon. Looked nice. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, oh, Harvest, uh, that's, that's a great. dinner place. Yeah. Uh, they meant the place. No, where no, no, the not, apples. I, yeah, that's Harvest oh, Moon that Orchard. Yeah. Oh, there's a, I think Harvest on the Hudson you're probably thinking about. Place is expensive. My guy, super expensive. Dana took me there. <laughs> took me there and I, you know, got sad. I was like, holy hell, what is this? Anyway, go ahead. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, we went there on, um, I think it was a Sunday. Was it Sunday? Yeah, because we were off Monday, right? And then um, bought two pumpkin pies, one pumpkin, one apple. And the pumpkin was gone in two days, and that was just me. Pumpkin's so, light, though. I, I know that's what that's how I feel. Light. It's um, light. So yeah, I mean, I was I was having three slices in two days, but three slices was half the pie, and it was it was simple, really simple. Um, but now, I mean, even at, even at work, we got people that are bringing pies. The front desk wants to bring pies. Um, one of the the patrons bought bought me a pie. People like that. I I mean, people know that I like pies. So it's kind of it's kind of a thing. Big pie guy. Big pie guy. I, I had a blueberry pie at a Louis, that Italian restaurant that I was it posting. It could be a little tart at times. It was so good because right. a nice coffee. They had threw a little a la mode on there, Ooh. a little vanilla. CV was crushing um, scones, blueberry scones the other day. I saw that. I saw. Was that. he pleasant? <laughs> yeah, he's just crushing scones. I do like pastry. I yeah. have to say, like any type of like pastry. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, any type of dessert. I'm not a candy guy. Um, L Starbucks, Starbies. Let me talk to you real quick. Listen, you know I love you. You're my favorite favorite company in the world. Best coffee ever. Um, Lexus usually hooks me up with the freebie. But so today, I was on time. There was no traffic. I leave, you know, well over well over an hour of space to get to Stanford. Cruising right along. Get to the uh, parking lot here in Stanford. It's about 916, 917 when I walk in. I'm like, All right, perfect time, right? I go to the desk. 
uh, to the front counter and I order my coffee versus ordering ahead. Mm-hmm. I should have done that just off of convenience. But I was like, you know what? I want to be a good driving citizen. I don't want to text while I'm driving. So you know what? I have time. Let me get there. So I asked them for a grande black coffee with one Splenda. This chick, I guess when you order a black coffee, you also have to say no classic syrup. So now I have syrup in my coffee with one Splenda. What's but isn't no, that weird? Syrup? If I say what's black, syrup? so if you ask for an iced coffee at Starbucks, they automatically pump a certain number of pumps into your what's iced coffee. What's the flavor, coffee. though? I don't know. It's just like, it's called Starbucks classic. Starbucks flavor? Yeah, classic. Right? But like my assumption when I tell you black. that I want a black coffee. Nothing in it. One Splenda. It's black with one Splenda. Yeah. I, right? I, uh, Wait, would you agree with that? I, I challenge that woman. Right? I challenge that woman. And like, I, I don't know. I'm disappointed. And now it's like super sweet. Now I'm bouncing off the walls. I had pre, 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 pre you are workout. Fired up. I know. I'm you fired, up, fired up, man. Up. I don't even know what to do here. I haven't seen him this wired in a while. I'm bugging out. I had good sleep last night too for the first time and, you know, not getting kicked by Callie in the face. I don't know how you do it. I really yeah. don't. I don't know. Oh, all right, it's guys. Crazy, good episode. Crazy thing. All right. See you later. <laughs> see you later. Uh, <laughs> Until next time, guys. The uh, that's. I mean, you're putting on a show. You're doing all this in N9. That's the goal. I'm nine st- one. I'm nine still one. pretty lean. Nine I mean, one. Ambrosio posted, right? So yep. my guy, I see, I had a repost. I don't like really posting the naked stuff on the, the family-friendly <laughs> Mike Perley Grand <laughs> Real Estate account. But I was like, you know what? My guy hooked it up. He worked his ass off. I got to show some love. You do people like thought juice. it was literally that day. <laughs> so they're like, you're looking incredible. But, yeah. And I had people texting me and asking like what I've been doing. So I'm not, I still can see a little hint of the six pack. <laughs> um, I haven't really been able to work out well more than twice a week. If that, if that, I've been keeping up a little bit of the running. Time to make a bet, CV. For me? <laughs> Uh, it's tough with the the. <laughs> well, you get incentivized by money though, so I do. If you put know, money on, I know, I'm of course. Um, but point being is like the diet's actually been pretty dialed in. Obviously, well, when we go out to dinner, I'm not just sipping on black coffee, which <laughs> was crazy. Um, but like I've completely adjusted the approach as far as narrowing it down, making it again super simple. Yeah. I literally am taking um one like sugar free marinade. One meat. I call it marinade. Marinade. One meat, and I'm using the crock pot for my protein. What do you mean one meat? What does that mean? So like a pork shoulder. <laughs> you have marinade and one, one meat? type of meat. So <laughs> okay, like pork okay. shoulder, um, chuck steak. Uh, thigh guy. Big chicken, thigh guy. Chicken thighs. So I cook to those three each day. Yep. But it's eight hours low and slow, right? You don't have to worry about overcooking it. You don't have to worry about being chewy. You literally throw it in, forget it, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that. I've been staying on my rice cooker which is amazing. So I'll make just white or I'll throw in uh, turmeric. Turmeric? Mm-hmm. Is that the yellow stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm it makes it yellow. That, so I have like a yellow and a white rice, but it's both all white rice. Why don't you just rice. do minute rice? I don't understand. Because it's it is way cheaper. So I... Oh, oh. In the cups? My, oh, co- my cost now of my diet has dropped so much because I'm not getting fancy and the time it takes to do this stuff because mm-hmm. I'm just hitting it with one thing. And I'm not doing all the, you know, 50 things. Uh, what are those called? Spices? Seasonings. Seasonings. <laughs> uh, so, little, ri- little rice, little potatoes, and that's it. The thing that takes me the longest is cutting the potatoes. So, I'm going to get a, a, a fry thing. Okay. So, then it'll be super quick. And uh, that, that's that been cake. That's Dude. been the easiest thing I've ever done. Beautiful. The crock pot, I'm like, between the cr- Mikey, Mikey appliances, <laughs> crock pot. And the dual air fryer, because my air fryer died. Shout out to the original. Yeah. <laughs> I have a dual one, so you could do two at once. Yeah. 
So talk about appliances. I told you guys, I think last episode or the episode before, you know, I got an 18 month uh, Home Depot warranty, right? On my beautiful, my appliances are pretty dope. Yeah, right? nice I got appliances. the nice lean one, the You're skinny nice. microwave. Right? I don't know how to use microwave. I've been there a million times. Well, so listen, I know that's the thing. It looks like a, it's, it's, it's like very a future futuristic. Thing where like, where's the button? <laughs> yeah. Um, so my, my stove works, right? But on like month 20 of us being there, the the uh, oven goes. So I've been without an oven for eight months now, just out of principle because Don't I'm like it. I could just grill everything. Yeah. Um. But it was kind of a problem when it comes to apple pies because now I got to use people's houses to to um, heat up apple pies. No, just to make apple. Throw pies. it in the grill, dude. <laughs> I just grill apple yeah, pie. You can, can do you that. do that. Hundred percent. Can you do that? It. You just gotta yeah. keep the temp. I mean, I'm a grill king. I, I, mean, I grill a steak every day. Every day. I, oh, I see it. You it looks know? good. Um. But yeah, man. I mean, you look good. CV. What are you looking like? It looks amazing, CV. <laughs> No update here. Looking good. <laughs> All right, listen. That's yeah, the last. Kind of, that we're gonna let you. Well, no, we so do? we're gonna let you scapegoat on this one. I haven't. I mean, I'm still on the. You know, I'm still doing the right thing. I, the only bad thing is that every now and then my my cheats are a little bit. You know, they kind of fall over, especially when we have three day weekends or you know holidays. Oh, great. But other than that, so yeah. Mike stopped working out. No, Claudio I, is no, I'm still now doing. cheating. I'm holding so, the line. At least Mike opened I, a company, so now I guess I'll be <laughs> the only. <laughs> I did lose a pound since last time. Okay. All right. Good update. That's pretty good. Good update. Uh, Listen, I did my weight loss challenge. (laughs) Uh, So, but one per year and out. One per year. Uh, Daniel, I can't do it today. (laughs) I really can't do that today. Yeah, I've been stretching more. That's been good. My lower back kills me. I don't lose uh, my breath when I run. My back gives out before my breath. So, that's like strength in the lower back. Yeah, Yeah. I got to figure it out. So, I I do the uh, RDLs. Um, Romanian deadlifts. If the you uh, window washers. What do they RDL stand for? Window washers. What are they called? What is? Where you lean over? You have it on your shoulders. Uh, window washers. They're not window washers. It cleans. I forget. Uh, I gotta look at my app. Uh, uh, Let me look. Yeah, uh, I think I know what you're talking. about. You know what about. I'm talking about. Yeah, lean out forward. But now you just screwed me up with the I name. Threw out window washers. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. I know. That's what I'm thinking. Like it's. Uh, um, I, I know what that. you're talking about when the when the barbell is across your back. Good mornings. They're good called. Mornings. My man said window washers. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? RDLs are nice. Um. Yes. All right. So I, I have a funny business story I got to tell you guys about. Okay. Very funny. So the other day we had a scheduled meeting with a member of the Rockefeller family, right? And this member of the Rockefeller family, I think you've you remember Jay Z. Which one? No, 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 no. The actual Rockefellers, right? The Rockefeller estate. Um, pretty good, right? <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, he has been a major contributor to what we do uh, just on a town level. And he actually heads up philanthropy, which makes sense uh, because he's of the Rockefeller uh, family. So he has access to to a lot of funding and a lot of uh, people who bring some heavy funding. So with him, super comfortable. He's hanging in my office. Um, you know, we're talking, chopping it up, catching up. He always likes to uh, touch my biceps for whatever reason. And he just says, every time I see you, you get a little stronger. I'm like, yeah, I wish my wallet was as strong as yours. We make jokes back there and forth, you, you know? Do you touch his wallet? <laughs> right, right. Every time I, <laughs> I just touch, poke the wallet. Um, so I was scared. We were scheduled for this meeting, right? Is it weird yeah. that people just come up to you and like grab your arm? Because I think about it. I've done that to you a lot. Like yes. I don't even say a lot. I just come up and squeeze it. So the one thing that I do find weird, I'll take you guys off. Tangent. Sorry, that's my fault. It's fine, but you you'll know this because you go out with me outside of of work. Yeah. But for whatever reason, a lot of guys they come up to me and they either talk about my beard, 
They'll touch my arm randomly. And it, just in my head, I appreciate it. But like, I would never go up to a random dude. I don't care how nice his beard is. And like, Dave, touch his beard. Dave, would I do that? 100%. 100%. 100 really? You yes. You've struck, you've struck up conversations <laughs> with random dudes okay, all the time. Talking to dudes is different, but like going to touch somebody's arm or be, that's a little weird to me. I don't know. But anyway, we were apple picking and like five people came up to me and literally my boy Cheo, he goes, this is ridiculous. He's like, why are all these dudes coming up to you? And they're with their wives and stuff. They're not like, you know, just, yeah, just yeah. uh gay men. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we're just, <laughs> no, no, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, he's it, saying. Yeah. It, yeah, it's just like all walks of, of, of men that are like just doing it. And I, I appreciate it, but it's just odd. There's a, you know? a comedian that, or he's UFC guy turned comedian, Ben and Schwab. Yes, shop, yeah, and yeah. he dresses well, but he's a big dude. Yeah. So you remind me of him when you dress well. Like the skinnies? Yeah. Like you, you do know. the skinnies, the cut in the jeans. Yeah. So people just see you and they're you're probably so like striking <laughs> that they're like, I gotta uh, go touch this guy. I appreciate it. So yeah, so he's in my office and we're we're talking. And this was on my calendar, so I was prepared for this meeting. What I was not really prepared for was the amount of funders that he was bringing in and the lack of knowledge that then I felt against the people that were coming. Mm. So we step into we step out of my office, we go into the room and there's literally the 20 gym? no into into this oh <laughs> the uh, room. You, your terminology <laughs> gotcha, me off. Gotcha, gotcha. Um no, we step into the room that into our meeting room yeah. and there were literally 20 of New York State's biggest funders that I've never met before. Is that so, the, is that the right word funders? Yeah, they're funders. Um so they they have um Sounds fake. What? It sounds like the wrong word. No, they have foundations, uh-huh. right? And their foundations fund certain initiatives. Got it. So they literally call themselves funders, right? Because okay. they fund initiatives on behalf of whatever it is that that foundation wants to fund. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff, a lot of stories behind these foundations is great. Um, but typically what happened, like there was this one foundation that was there that was actually in the, in the early 1900s. It was a safe house for unwed women. Right. So like they had this huge mansion estate and it was specifically for women who were unwed. Right. <laughs> the Playboy Mansion, he said. <laughs> Rebranded. Right. Yeah. So then that obviously doesn't hold any weight anymore. So that estate got sold. All of that money was created into a foundation to now benefit like women. Right. So it, it, it's like old stuff that typically people inherit money they'll start a foundation and then they fund initiatives that they want to fund mm-hmm. right so that's where the term like funders come from but it's people with big money that you know want to want to help other things so one i feel really unprepared i know you know obviously my commissioner's in there i had a coworker of mine in there i know um you know the guy from rockefeller family and there was one board member the board member i'm extremely close with talk to her all the time right First name basis, text in the phone, um, really good lady. She goes to the introductions and she introduces everybody and just says, listen, I want to thank you know the staff here. Um, they do such an incredible job, mentions my commissioner, looks at me and I could tell just blank, goes completely blank and forgets my name and like starts like stumbling and like fumbling along. And I'm like, David, David, right? And I was so embarrassed because it made me feel like... You weren't you, like I wasn't important. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you didn't know kind of what I did. And I know you do. And I know you very well. But I was embarrassed of what I guess the other people kind of thought about the situation. By the Go way, ahead. imagine her. Oh, yeah. Oh well, that was the thing. <laughs> that was probably so she felt she felt even worse. But so then as I'm like sitting there like embarrassed, 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 every time she would then speak, I would blurt out, what's my name? 
What's my name? So by the end of the meeting, I swear to God, I kid you not. Everyone was doing it. Everybody remembered my name because the amount of times that I said, Dave Regina, Dave Regina, just to be funny back, it was like a real lesson. Like if somebody really forgets your name, the, the amount of people that will actually remember your name because of the circumstance like that, even though I felt embarrassed, it was incredible. That's probably the best thing that could have happened. It honestly. did. They, yeah. they said but no what disrespect. To the poor lady? They said no disrespect. And she left the meeting early. So when she was leaving, oh, I said, hey, what's her? my name again? I said, hey, what's my name again? <laughs> right. So then she had to say it again. And she, we laughed about it. She texted me after like, oh, my God, David, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. You I didn't do that to like you. A, a card with your name. <laughs> but I swear to God, one of the funders, she ends up saying like halfway through the meeting, she's like, I'm sorry. I don't really remember anybody's name, but I know you're Dave Regina. And I was <laughs> like, yes, yes, this is so good. That's Amazing. Um, so something though that I was so embarrassed about because I felt like, damn, I think I do a good job at what I do, and it was the first impression. It's almost you know? like it would, it would be almost like an uh, an intentional tactic oh, to do it that right. way, right? That, that's kind of what that I was last thinking. I you said, swear to God, nobody remembered anyone's name. They did it. Your name, probably. <laughs> and, and then I left fine. early, and everybody's like, "Bye, Dave Regina. <laughs> Bye, Dave <laughs> Regina. Name, I swear to God." Uh, so it just turned into something that I was like, "Damn!" And this is a real life lesson here. Like, you know, I know it was an embarrassing moment, but. Then obviously I took my own introduction into hands and I made sure that like I explained what I did. Um, but I was already feeling very insecure about the meeting when I stepped in there, not knowing who the people were. So I already felt unprepared. Then you botch my name and I'm like, oh my God, like this is a real opportunity for us to get some serious, serious funding. Mm-hmm. Right. But. I leaned on my skills and, you know, the other, I guess, uh, I'm funny at times, right? So I leaned on some humor at times, guy. like you you always talk about. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it ended up working and we're going to be receiving some big funds, uh, which was great. But it was almost uh, another lesson, too. I felt that what we were asking for was too little. Mm. It was a project that, like, you know, it wasn't even like a six-figure project. And not that you have to ask for, you know, astronomical amounts of money, but I felt like I told my team, I said, I felt like we were a little unprepared because of the amount um, that was really in the room. It's you know got to I mean? be worth their time too. Exactly. Cause they're like, if I'm going to do this, I want to make change. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. But it was just, a, it was a funny thing, man. And it was fresh in my mind. And I was like, I got to tell these guys about, uh, it's pretty you know, good. Forget, so stop forgetting my name, right? It's Dave. Well, David, Michael, Regina. Did you? Did you? <laughs> oh, I ruined it! No, I ruined it. What? Did I ever tell you this story? She's not going to listen oh, the, to this yeah, episode. Yeah. The, the different so, name. Long story short, I have David M. Regina on all my stuff, right? And it says it in my in my office. I have a little thing that says Deputy Commissioner David M. Regina. But this stems back years ago, right? When I was in recreation. Uh, you and told this story. I, I told it on yeah, the podcast. One hundred percent, you told it. Here. I told it on the podcast. Yeah. So anyway, we tried. Tell we us. we convinced this coworker of mine that my middle name was Monte. It's pretty good. David Monte Regina. And she goes, damn, man, I always knew you were swaggy. Like, you know, it makes sense. Like, you know, I, I can see. I see you're a white boy, but like, you know, you got a little flavor. So now I'm like, but listen, you can't tell anybody because, you know, I'm a little embarrassed. And, and like, you know, Monte doesn't sound as as professional and to, next to David. So I don't go by David Monte. I just go by David M. She's like, I will never tell a soul. Don't worry about it. And meanwhile, CV and this other guy, they've always known what it is. And I'm like, Tina, don't embarrass me. And then she's like, okay, David M. So just, she still yeah. thinks it's Monte. So if you listen, all right, now you know the real story. Oh, I kind of want to bring her on here <laughs> right? and tell her. She's like, no, because it's such like an insignificant thing to mess right? around with. I know. Yeah. You, well, you know how I get. It's pretty good. Um, all right, man. Let's. Is uh, David even your real name? Yeah. I don't know about that. I was supposed to be Michael. Did you know that? David Regina. Fun fact. I was. I told you I was supposed to be Carmine. I thought it was Consuelo. N- no, Consuelo was him. <laughs> Consuelo was him. <laughs> That's racist. That's racist. <laughs> what is that from? 
That's uh, Hot 97. What movie is that? Oh. The movie? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's NOSNOOZE30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. All right, man, let's get into uh, today's topic, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Whatever the... the the process, I guess, of commitment. The big process. The big process, process right? That's so I got about I got about twenty four steps for you guys today. Um, <laughs> steps I can do. Yeah, steps I can do. You know, uh, no. So as I as I'm thinking about you know a level of uh, commitment in anything in life, you know whether it's a, a lofty goal, whether it's a job that you're committing to, whether it's a relationship, I do think that the first thing that's necessary, something we always discuss, but it's learning how to really develop discipline because without discipline, you can't commit to anything, right? Does that make sense to you? And now if you don't have discipline, you can change that. And I was listening to this Lewis House podcast. He had a great guest on um, who was actually a brain surgeon, right? And he broke it down in terms of something that sounded, it sounded, I didn't really understand it. But then when I listened to it, it was so simple. And it says, reduce it to the ridiculous, Right. So you all you have to do is wire your brain to something that is so ridiculous. And what that does is when you give yourself a command. So if I'm sitting sitting in a chair and I have no discipline in my life and I say, David, stand up now and I stand up. Right. What I'm actually doing is creating what's called neuroplasticity in the brain. And there's a neural pattern that begins to develop when you tell yourself something that you're going to take an action and you actually do it. Hmm. Right. So when you string together like 30 of those small ones throughout the day, your neural patterns begin to change. And he said that's the difference maker in life because people get from one step to the next, but half the people can't even get that first step because they overthink the process. Reduce it to the ridiculous was something that I was like, damn, I wish I thought about that, but I'm not a, I'm not a brain surgeon. It's pretty good. Right? The, the big science is back, the big by the way. Is back. The big I like science. when he gets big scientific on me. Uh, there's, a, again, you're not a movie guy, but one of the uh, Men this, in Black This movies, one I'm going to know. Oh, Do you know Men in Black? No. It's So the concept is Will Smith, right? And there's They're aliens among us. They're wearing black. They wear black, wear black suits. Are they black guys? One black well, guy, one white guy. Okay. All right. So they basically, there's aliens among us, right? So one of the aliens is basically in a body, but like in a little ship in the head. Mm-hmm. And he's just like doing all the controls. Okay. Right. So what I've started to think is that if I'm in pain, if I'm tired, if I'm et cetera, et cetera, that's just my case, my body that is, but my brain's not. Like my brain's fresh. My mm, guy in there is good. That's right. So you just got to move the controls. Which is kind of weird to say. But now you can get to a point like David Goggins, right? Where, and I think I'm at this place too, a little bit, not 
in, on the same level as Goggins, right? But I do think that your brain can become so much stronger than your body. Yeah. And to an extent, that can hinder you. Because if I feel like a little twinge in my shoulder, my brain is telling me, keep going, keep going, keep going. And if I just keep going, I'm going to end up getting hurt. David yeah. Goggins, he yeah. continues to run and his feet are like falling off. Yeah. Like literally falling off. Not smart. You know what I'm saying? Not like, smart. so it gets to a point that well, I guess when you develop too much discipline, I'm not, I'm not at that level nearly yet. But there are times in the gym where I'm like, ah, I don't think that's a good pain. And then I keep like fighting through it. So it's a balance. Just yeah, like, yeah. You just can't like be anything, dumb. I mean, right? that's 100%. Yeah. Um, so the second thing that I have is is the ability to take away choice when you commit to something, right? Um, when we're only half committed to things, we open the door for opportunity to basically screw it up. You, if you're saying that you're on a on a diet, right? How often do we do this? We say, okay, I'm on this diet, but I'm going to go out with my friends and enjoy it. Or, oh, okay, I have a family gathering, so I'm going to enjoy it. Um, oh, the coworker brought donuts in today. I don't want to offend them, so I'm going to have a donut, right? When in reality, if you committed to that actual diet, you should be on a diet. It's not that you have to go eat uh, leaves and berries, but you can go out and have a really scrumptious salad and just get a little straight drink um, with 100 calories versus drinking, drinking uh, rum and Cokes all night. So I would counter, I don't think anyone should go on a diet. I think say, it's they a should lifestyle. eat how they eat. Right. I talked to Ambrosia about this because yep. we were doing a little strategy meeting. I was helping out. She was asking questions. I said, mm-hmm. number one issue, I think, is you tell people it's a diet. Mm-hmm. Or like, I think you just call, you just tell them this is how you're going to eat from now on. That's an even better point, right? Take away the choice of you being on a, a diet. Diet sounds temporary to me. You just eat. And then if you eat something, it's a part of the way you eat, but it's, it doesn't, it's not a negative. Right. If you're on a diet and you you cheat on your diet, then you're telling your brain like, oh, I failed. Right. Versus I eat well and then I'll occasionally have something good if it's worth it. Mm-hmm. That's how I think of it now. Right. Like, is it worth it? And if it's worth it, then there's no remorse on like, all right, I'm going to enjoy the shit out of this. Yeah. And I'm not just going to mindlessly eat potato chips, but I'm going to go out and I'm going to have a bacon, egg, and cheese on a Friday, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But you build that into your lifestyle. That makes sense. I think uh, a lot of times we we go into things not not fully diving all in. And I think to really commit to a process, you have to give it everything you got, right? Like in a friendship, you don't go into the friendship or a relationship and you're like, I'm only going to you know, be a good person half the time, right? You're, you're really good to other people for the most part we are. But we have to be really good to ourselves. So when you commit to things, it's different. And this is this is a huge thing too. You really like the idea of something versus really wanting to commit. Um, and that was a thing that I used to, you know, screw up back in the day. Almost use a bad word. Um, screw up back in the day where I really liked the idea of things, but then I would do it for a little bit and then stop completely. I, I think there's a process to trying to figure it out, but you shouldn't have a hundred thousand commitments in your life, right? There should be a select few that you're committed to, and not that. You're not giving 100% if you screw up one day. Uh, that's not what this is about. There's no, nothing in life is perfect. But when you really want something, you'll go all in for it. You know. I don't know if you gave this stat, but if you commit to one goal, the chances of you achieving is 82%. Mm-hmm. Two, yeah. two is 42 yep. or something, 40. And then three is 3%. Right. Yeah, I do. Thank you. The big process. Did yeah, you, I remember did you say that at some point? Yeah. I heard it again today on a, a real estate podcast. It's good. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. That's good. Because that was the difference between um, basically high performance achievers in one single lane versus multitaskers. Because only 3% of individuals in life are actually chemically wired to be successful as a multitasker, which is not me. Yeah. I can do multiple things to a decent level, right? But 
for me, I cannot multitask and reach peak performance in anything. Yeah. You know, but there's like, there's getting things done, be able to switch in between things. You're not technically multitasking. Right. But like you, I mean, you were trying to build your legs. Look, you got chicken legs, but you got great abs. So it's not like, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Speaking of, the squats have been nice. I don't nice. know if you've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting deep. Getting deep. You see those bones? Yeah, man. I still can't take the plates out. <laughs> We're getting there. Uh, uh, go ahead, man. So, Talk to me. Well, what was I just saying? So that, yeah, the committing and like you got to dive all in. The, there's the thing of burning the boats where you don't give yourself a plan B. Obviously. I.e. I what you're doing right now. I mean, so the way I calm myself down, I'm like, worst case, I'll go work for a firm. Worst case, right? I could always go back to the firm I was at. You know, I can always get a finance job at a real estate company and it's oh, wow. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Um, but yeah, you got to burn the boats, right? You got to have the talk and then you're in. You can't do like, you can't, the term's half pregnant. You can't be half pregnant. Um, I do think though, there is something to be said. Sorry, I made a mess over here. I and I you think you have to make it, it public. Uh, yes. I think making it public is great, but also I do think to burn the boats Right, like you're in a position that you have the skills at least. You have the skills, you have the resources, and you've been doing this work for a long time. So it's a smart move on your behalf. I don't want people to hear this and so, be like, uh, no, "I'm going to commit to you know going on my own," and they've never done anything before. Yeah, but like, I, uh, you can burn the boats like in just if you're prepared mentally to figure it out. Like when I first started real estate, I didn't have any skills. I mean, I had general sales skills, but I didn't know what to do. And I burned the boat. Still have mediocre skills and mediocre legs. So (laughs) (laughs) the legs are getting there. They're Um, gonna be nice. No, I'm just messing with you. Um, But yeah, the burn the boats is a thing. Um, For me, I need to like do it. Like I can't say I'm gonna start part time and then scale it up. Like I have to immerse myself in whatever I'm going after. For example, getting crazy about the ten percent. Like I had to be in it. Like there was no, you know, there was no tactic was too crazy. You know, buy the treadmill, buy the... Th- I don't like limiting the creativity when pursuing a goal. Right. Um, and I had loved what we kind of always talk about. But I mean, for me, you know, we always talk about the, the fitness thing because of, you know, basically where I was at a certain point in my life when it came to health and wellness. I was basically forced into it. But, you know, a couple episodes back, um, but this is just a good time to, to rehash it. Um, Mike had basically told me that he was, you know, making this making this move, but it wasn't official yet, so we couldn't really discuss it. Um, and then when I was talking about the ten percent thing, I'm like, well, what did it really mean to you? And and your answer was basically like, if I couldn't commit to myself, right, and get this done and achieve this goal and commit to this entire process, what makes me think that I can really go out on my own and make it happen for my family? Which I think is a really good lesson for fitness in general, because if you can't commit to, you know, walking for 30 days straight, what makes you believe that you can commit to any other relationship in your life or anything? If you can't even have the pride and the discipline to do something small for yourself. Yes. Yeah, so, thank you. So the I like linking things together. So like if I do this, then I can reward myself and do this other goal. Or you right. know, if you set these like little games for yourself, you can keep yourself honest and link things together. Mm-hmm. It helps you uh, closing to the next. So in sales, you're supposed to close to the next event, the next meeting, the next touch point. So I think with goals, you got to do the same thing. Like when we finished the ten percent, now the goal was like, all right, I'm going to run this five k. And now the goal is like, all right, I'm going Iron Mike mode where I'm going to try to bench 400. So like there's things that... And bite people's ears. It might if I lose my mind. I I refuse to watch it. It's bad. It's it's so disturbing to even think of the concept that I'm not going to watch it. That's the other thing I'm doing this year. I'm 
And when I say year, because I eat people and take them from the bar. So I'm, <laughs> I said it last time, do less, but I'm also going to intake less just random stuff. Like I'm going to be very, I have been known to jump around in the podcast world and listen to a lot of comedy. Listen, to, now it's literally going to be fitness, real estate. That's it. Nothing else. There's no other, I'm not jumping into this random one because I like the concept. No more Bitcoin. I've already committed to what I'm doing there. I have my daily purchases. Like I'm not changing anything. So it is what it is. Like I, I, I've sometimes you listen to things to reassure yourself mm-hmm. that you're thinking the right way versus now it's more of a, and you can, you know, with the real estate stuff, like I like to stay fresh and hear new things and then reinforce what I already do. Right. But I'm, fo- I'm realizing that there's so much time in the day. There's so much energy. I just can't at this time, at least be too all over the place. Like yeah. everything needs to get very dialed in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like one thing. Cause you know, I would, it's not like I'm going to watch TV, not watch TV, but I'm going to limit like the junk that I watch, you know? Right. No, make, like make the sense. Dahmer thing. There's no upside. I don't know. I agree. It's entertaining, but it's no, it's awful. Not. It's not. It's not entertaining. Like it's effed up. Like it's just like I talked to Dana all the time about this. And Did she, she watch it? Well, I don't know, but she watches stuff, and I'm like, if you enjoy it, great. But like, it's another murder thing. Like right. this is awful. Like this is so sad. You're feeding your brain with something yeah. crazy. It's CB, so you know, you know about this Jeffrey Dahmer thing, but but you heard Thank about you. it, right? Oh yeah, I mean, it's, it's just so disturbing, especially now, like. There's people that are like dressing up like him for Halloween. I'm like, you're dressing up as someone fucking murders people and hits people. Like, what? So weird. Isn't that weird? I think it's even weirder that the police went in a couple times and they're like, what's that smell? Like, what's that? that? And it's like dead people that are in a drum with acid. Like, it's just wild. It's awful. Um, But fun fact, you mentioned Bitcoin. Did you see, and I don't know how I feel about this. So again, I'm I'm in some... Large investments myself, right? Financial and investments. That this are, is not financial advice. No, 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 absolutely not. Um, but for myself, you know, over the course of the past six to eight months, um, I've lost a significant amount of money in my long term uh, investments, okay. right? Which is, you know, okay for me because I have time as an asset to me, right? Yep. Like I'm not planning to pull out anytime soon. Ooh. But what? I got a good point for you. So the reason that I'm so obsessed with the crock pot is I. <laughs> No, this connects. This all connects. Ready? I was actually thinking of it. I'm like, this is good shit. Uh, When you cook something on the high heat and you need to cook it fast, what's your margin for error? You're going to burn it. Very little, right? It's very hard to cook quickly Mm -hmm. and make something delicious, right? When you cook in a crock pot, you can F it up. The timing doesn't have to be perfect. You just go and you come back in a later date. It's delicious. Right. So I'm like, that's how I invest in, in, in... Assets. Be the crock pot. I'm the crock pot. I slowly heat that baby up. Fire. Is that good or what? That's good. That's good. That's good. No, it is good. Um, But yeah, that's the exact approach that I'm taking in in some, you know, personal accounts of mine, right? And I saw that Logan Paul has an NFT. Yeah. Was it Logan or uh, or his brother? Which one? One of them. Might both have them. Yeah. But anyway, and and I do believe in the NFT world. I'm just not personally knowledgeable enough on it to be um, dumping a significant amount of money into something that I'm not knowledgeable about. So if you have that, cool, no problem. But I saw that one of his investments, he bought it for $623,000 and it's worth $10 today. Isn't that crazy? And there's there's nothing saying that because if it went down that quick, I mean, there's obviously potential that it went up that quick as well. But I mean, that's bizarre. And hopefully he's in it for the long term, but that's how volatile these things are. 
So right? uh, I like. I actually agree with you. Like I like the NFT stuff. I like the stuff that has something linked to it, like a club membership. So I bought uh, Christian Petroni, who's a chef that has I it was a, a church. It, you would love this guy. Italian dude, he's from Brooklyn or Bronx, Brooklyn, one of the two. And he just talks over while he cooks. And he's like, oh, you know, this morning I was craving a mortadella sandwich. <laughs> he's very, but he's like on Food Network and he started yeah. Fortina. What's his name? One of our favorite spots. Oh, yeah, there we go. Um, I think he had a falling out with Fortina, but he um, he released an NFT and he basically gives you access to those pop-ups. Um, so I bought a couple because I'm like... A, you're supporting the guy because I like watching stuff. I think he seems like a good dude. Mm-hmm. And then B, you get to enjoy and go to these things. Um, so it's something that I was like, I want to buy and test it, but I also want to do it with Tell Mike saying locally. Because mm. I think it'd be cool to have yeah. people buy into the experience, right. um, over deliver, and then it kind of grows into this like very exclusive club type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the NFT world's cool. I think there's going to be a yeah, lot of- I just don't want to. I don't, don't want to be on the other end of that uh, real estate dollar thing. Real estate's going to be all uh, NFTs. You know, oh, there's wow. going to be linked to like. <laughs> I bought a picture of a mansion. No, think about can't actually get into the no, mansion. No, no. Think about a, a gym, right? Yeah. So, uh, if you want to be a part of this gym and you buy an NFT, you're helping fund it being built out, and then it gives you access to like, all right, you have 24 hour access. Yep. The general public does not. But you do because you're an initial investor. Mm-hmm. Every time we drop merch, you get a free thing. You know, so it's yep. cool. It's yep. a cool. Uh, you know, artists are gonna do it. Like if Drake, when he was small, released an NFT. You were big on him early. Frank was. Bi- you probably would have bought an NFT, and Absolutely. now you could go to maybe his concerts now for cheap because you've. you've that had is a cool a, concept. It's a cool concept. Yeah. But the Bitcoin stuff, I think, super interesting now because talking about commitment. You talk about all these theories, what you think, your conviction. When you commit and stuff like the market is happening now, this is where the fortunes are going to be made. Yes. This is where if people stick to their guns and they're correct, it's going to be life-changing amount of wealth. Right. It might not happen in a year. It might not happen two years. It might not happen three. But if you're in it for the crockpot timeline, then you got a good shot at doing well. Um, we watched um, Gaming Wall Street. You ever see that documentary about... Um, GameStop? No. Got to watch it. Awesome. It's about how they basically, uh, people were buying into GameStop the and stock. they pushed it up. Yeah, the stock. Oh, yeah. When the stock blew. Yeah. The stock went from, what, $25 to like over 300 or something. It went crazy. from like, yeah, some like three to, it went crazy low to like 600 something like that. Okay. And yeah. But it shows you the people that were in early and understood the fundamentals and what they thought would happen that stuck with it. And one woman had cancer. And instead of pulling her money out and paying for her cancer, she actually took some loans. And I wouldn't recommend that. I'm like, that is ridiculous that you did that, but good for you. But it was interesting to see these people and their conviction and some who invested in 2017, then it happened in 2021, I think, Mm. or 2021. I remember that. I do remember that well. But it, it was a good thing to watch because now I'm preaching these things and you're like, you really aren't investing until you're in a down market. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, everyone yeah. can be an investor in an up market, but when shit's in the fan, you realize who's And you like, got other life stuff going on. Yeah. Like you know? the, the name of the game, like in Monopoly, is you don't want to have to sell your buildings or your assets and you don't want to go bankrupt. Those are the two things. If you don't do that, your chances are infinitely better, obviously, right? right. to do well. Hmm. So. Very good. And part of the reason I was ready to commit to this new endeavor was like, I don't want to be making this business while everything's amazing. Because if everything's amazing, then the goal is to just sell stuff, right? Right. Versus when there's uncertainty, there's a little bit of chaos, 
that's when the best businesses are made. Like when you have time to plant your feet, add your value to people because no one, not no one, uh, a smooth, smooth, a skillful sailor never was made by smooth seas or something. Mm -hmm. Basically, when there's uncertainty and it's not cookie cutter, that's when everyone flies to quality and there's a flight to the best. So it's like, it sucks. It's going to be hard, but it's the best time to start something is when there's chaos. Right. I couldn't agree more with you. Well said. Um, crockpot. Uh, crockpot. 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 How good? Do you use the crockpot? Um, used to a lot. Dude. Like a incredible, lot, a lot. Incredible, right? Uh, incredible. To I took a chuck roast. <laughs> I put in a 10 calorie sugar-free. Uh, marinade. Lor- Lowry's marinade. <laughs> Eight hours later, I'm a chef. <laughs> Incredible. I was Fall so off pumped. The bone, right? Fall off the bone. I know. Rice cooker, two seconds. I mean, I literally don't have to. I have a private chef, and his name is Croc, and then the other one is uh, Pot. <laughs> I was thinking Rice Pot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, so I wanted to share a, a story, too, in terms of commitment, right? Because I got a story today. I got today, a story huh? today, Michael. Another story. Um, story reg me, if you will. So there's a concept that I I thought about, and it's something that happened to me on a personal level when I was back in college um, during my athletic career. And I think when you're in a process of commitment, it's a fine line, but you have to actually commit to the right thing. Because I was basically coming in as a transfer student from Bryant University, right? And... You know, I forgot you went to Bryant. Yeah, yeah. And I was there for a short time, but one of the top business schools in, in the country. Um, really good time. I just didn't like that whole Rhode Island area, to be honest with you. Sorry to our listeners in Rhode Island. It just wasn't home like New York is home today. Don't worry. I don't you sell know? in Rhode Island, so I could care less. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Fuck those people. You know? No, <laughs> no just kidding, guys. Love They're going to clip that no, out. You're right. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you guys. So... You know, obviously the people in New York at Manhattanville College, you know, they're swaggy basketball players and, you know, they're like, you know, who really is this guy? Whatever. Like even the coaches, like they're like, you know, I know we have this division one transfer coming in, but I was battling a lot of health issues at that time. That was actually when I was at my worst. Um, And I was 18 years old at that time. And my goal and my commitment level was to just getting myself onto the Manhattanville roster. Right. So I did everything any and everything in my power to make sure that I got onto that roster. I'm talking, you know, 4 a.m. wake-ups. I was waking the entire team up. Mind you, if you didn't know anybody on the team and this dude comes banging on your door at 345, yo, guys, I'm just making sure that you're up for a 415 lift, right? They're like, who the is this guy? Right, But I set that culture from day one, right? So I was doing those types of things with the end goal in mind of just making the roster, where in reality, my end goal should have been like becoming the best player on that team that year, right? You see what I'm saying? So I was committed to the wrong thing. I was doing, I mean, I'm staying after practice. I'm doing all the things I would have typically done anyway, but I believe that my commitment level was off because my goal was wrong. And then when I finally achieved the goal, I had to sit down with with one of the coaches and he's like, yo, but where do you go from here? Right. And it didn't even occur to me because I was so satisfied with just getting onto the actual roster that I never even started to anticipate the next step. So I almost went too all in for the wrong goal. And you know what ended up happening that year? I didn't even see the floor. And it's one of the craziest lessons because I, I had the potential to be 
by far one of the best players on that team. But obviously there was a lot of health issues that went into it, but also there was a, a lack of commitment to my process. I was paying for some of my insurances at that time. I had a really weird situation when it came to college. Then I had a concussion. But at that time, instead of me recommitting to something else, I couldn't get back into the mindset because I had already given everything I had to the wrong freaking goal. That's Does that make sense? You guys set big goals. I get, I, I get it. But that's the first time in my life that when I was thinking back on commitment, I'm like, you know, sometimes you can shoot your shot and your shot could be wrong. Very, yeah. very literal. But it's also, you could argue that you committed to the right thing and when you got on, you just, the, you, luck wasn't on your side. I mean, it happens. It does, but it was different, man. Because honestly, he called me out and I remember uh, Mike Pinello, a very good mentor of mine. And um, see, you know him, right? So he was actually one of my grad assistants at the time. And he was like, dude, like, obviously you were going to make the team. Like, you know, where do you go from here? And I didn't even have a response because I was so like proud that like I proved like these New Yorkers wrong. And I already knew I was I should have been on that team. But it just it, it baffled me that I, I got to a place in my life that I was like, I don't even know where to go because yeah. I couldn't I couldn't recommit to something as hard as I just committed to that process. Gotcha. If that made sense. Shot your shot. Yeah. You shot your shot. Early. So I guess I mean the lesson there is to make sure you're choosing the right commitment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Did you learn something so, from that uh, experience? I just spoke on it. I mean, yeah. right. So that's shoot, the point. Shoot no, no, so that's oh, the point. Oh, I was going to say, damn, bro, is, you don't listen. It wasn't for nothing. You know, mm-hmm. all of our experiences teach us something along the way, and that was one. So yeah. it, maybe in that moment, there was a little bit of a uh, stumble on the, along the way. Yeah. But, but can it, I be honest with you? I think, who you are today. I think it's one of my biggest, and I'll say it's a failure. That's one of my biggest failures in, in, in life to date is that because I, I think I completely missed my full potential here i go from you know being a, a high school star literally i mean in in 2008 i was the number five scorer in the state of connecticut right do you have a ball that to, shows you yes uh, i do points. absolutely signed dotted dated and everything i want that um, as a gift one <laughs> no i'm giving it to Alyssa. no not the i want a replica Give, i'm giving it to you i want a rep, it to small your, replica to your uh, sister and i'll put it in my new office um, you can make an, F, an nft 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 go. let's go yeah but like here you go like you know you're feeling yourself yeah i got a little crohn's disease no big deal lost 54 pounds no big deal but my skill set i i felt like i was the I, I was recruited highly at a division one level and barely played at a division three school. So, but fail, that, but it all happens for a reason. Nah, bro. I you mean, don't yeah, think so? I guess I think so. I'm a very firm believer that like, if it wasn't meant to be, it didn't happen, but no, I know I'm reiterating. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, but I had to, miss I don't, out on I don't look thing. back much. You can't No, it's too much I, it, but it's just that. something that when I was talking about commitment, I thought about it and I was like, oh, I don't even really want to talk about it because it's embarrassing for me. I don't think it's embarrassing. It's pretty impressive. Impressive? have the opportunity. Wow. You're I really mean, you had good. Crohn's disease. I guess. Yeah. I like, mean, you can, you, you can use that. That's true. I guess. No, I'm not saying use it. I'm just saying you have to be realistic about stuff. Yeah. But no? that's why I actually, so fun fact, that's why actually why I had to come back home. Yeah. Because yeah. I needed to be close to my doctor um, because, you know, a two and a half hour drive to Rhode Island when I needed my infusion wasn't yeah. happening. Um, if, I mean, do you think right if given the opportunity, you'd rather be like a uh, like NBA player? That was never in my... I never, That was never really a goal of mine. So who cares? Ever. Right? No. If you weren't going to the NBA, then what's the point of playing high level at a yeah. T3 school? Who gives right. a shit? All right. F See, that. that's how I am. F that. I'm like, all right, well, if I will... I mean, I enjoyed playing sports. Didn't mm-hmm. do anything spectacular at all. No thousand points. Good flag football guy. Uh, best spots you play, you know. Um, but I remember thinking, like, well, if I'm not going to the NBA, 
who cares? Like, if I'm not going to the NFL, then like my heart's not in it. Yeah. So that is a good thing because when my heart's in it, I'm like, I can go to the moon. Right. But when my heart's not in it, I'm like, eh, I'm good. Like, what? It's whatever. You know? Yeah, I do. Um, flag football, fun fact. So when I do pull up, I'm pull up. Uh, when I do pull ups, you, you can do pull ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check me out on Instagram. No, this podcast. Um, are you doing 50? The throw out a goal. No, like, no, no, no. But not yet. We can't on. get him to do a goal. <laughs> I know. He I'm going to read 10 just... pages a day, guys. I got it. All right. <laughs> Listen, 10 page Dave. Um, What's like an absurd? You bench but, 400. But wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Let me, let me, let get me, me tell all you fired this. up. So when I do a lot Commit. of pull ups, my hands, they slip, right? They're Cause wet. Because you're soft. Because you're soft. I know. Yeah. You got weak fingers. No, so. My um, hands never slip. You know, they. Right, they get they get wet from sweat. Let me sweat. clarify: my hands never slip. <laughs> they get wet. When so I do this my three, big dude walks by, right, and I have a towel on pull up days that I do like a lot of pull ups. Is and that I, what the towel is for? Yes, and it hangs Dave. down, right? It's no, not listen. For swag. No, listen, listen, listen. That's that's the actual function of my towel because I'm always drenched. So if I touch my shirt, it gets wet. If I touch my shorts, wet. So I grab the towel, right? So he literally he looked at me the other day and he was like, "Bro." You're not playing flag football. Why is the towel hanging off of you? <laughs> and I thought it was so it's funny. funny. It was so funny. And I what started cracking up. I was like, no, it's actually functional. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, let's take it off. So it was, it was good. But I, I do use it for function because I'm wet, man. I'm wet. Yeah. It is wet. Like my yeah. jump shot. Wet. Um, I have a tactic for you guys. Business business tactic. I, I got to focus on one thing. Um, in terms of commitment. Right. This is this is a way that I actually get out of commitments because I see that as I get older, more productive, um, when you take on, you know, family life and all that stuff, it's time consuming. So your level of commitment, you have to be pretty careful with. Now, any new endeavor that comes my way, I do it on a trial basis, because if you did something right from the start, that's okay. But if somebody comes to you off of a commitment and they want a commitment from you, it's because they do value what you can bring to the table. So there is a level of offense that can be taken if you just did something from the start. Of course, if it's nothing long-term that you want to be involved in, you don't even see any potential, sure, shut it down. But something that I've been doing, and I actually did it twice now, I do it, I commit on a trial basis, right? And I'll commit to, if it's a committee or something that I need to be on, I'll commit to 30 days. And I give them my word that I'm going to commit for the first month because I need to see how I can build this into my lifestyle. And at the end of that 30 days, for the past two commitments, I've actually dropped out. But it was a very clean break because I said, listen, I really enjoyed my time here. I do see the value in this, but I can't prioritize this responsibility over something else that I have prior. Um, and right now is just not the time. I wish you guys well. Happy to you know be a consultant or whatever it is, uh, but at this time you know I do just have to break ties, and it was something that I didn't really think it was a tactic that I was doing. It was just an approach that I was like, I actually want to see what this is about, and if I give it thirty days and I can attend six meetings in thirty days, it will give me an idea of what the bigger scope is about. Uh, but you know you, you can't go wrong by committing to something for a very short time period. Uh, so I think it was a little a little business business tactic. No, I like that. Right? I uh, so. Something that I've consciously made an effort for now, similar to that, is I don't, you know, going off my own, I'm not taking on any agents because I don't want to prioritize mentoring people because I don't feel like I'm even close to where I want to be. And I'd rather build out what I want to build versus trying to coach and teach people because that's not something I enjoy, mm -hmm. you know, like, so that's been something that I've been really conscious of. And then also not taking on, um, new things and new uh, clients that just don't make sense. 
So I've been trying to be a lot more strategic, uh, like you're saying, when opportunities, because now we're in a weird spot where now the opportunities are coming in yes. and you're forced to filter them versus in the past, you were just so happy for an opportunity. Right. Right. You're like, I'll take anything because mm-hmm. I'll sell it. Now it's like, do I want to sell it? Do I have time to sell it? Um, is it long term valuable for both of us? You know, so it's interesting how things shift. And then you made a great comment of I can't priorita- prioritize this over something else. Now it's a game of I'm choosing this over something, mm-hmm. right? Which gets real dicey. Yeah, because your time's taken up, right? Yeah. Like you you have an established career, you have an established family, you're booked. Yeah. So now it's about finding the priority level that you give to things. My fault, my error in this whole last two, three years is that I assumed that I was going to have the same amount of time and I could do more things because I'm getting more efficient. I didn't account for having 50% of the time and then having you do, you know, in your already core commitments, them taking up even more time as they grow. Right. I made the error of thinking everything was linear. Mm. So now I'm trying to readjust for all of that. And unfortunately, my cooking has suffered the most. <laughs> and now I'm down to a crock pot and some rice. <laughs> Listen, as long as your chicken doesn't look like uh, Ambrosio's chicken, then we're good. That's why I get I get mad at him. I'm like, if you get a crock, I text them crockpot j- game changer because it looks delicious. Yeah, yeah. But he sits there for like 45 minutes in the oven with these big old chicken breasts that are just white, no seasoning. But that's why he looks like the way he does. So. I don't, I don't agree. I think he can get that without. Oh, I agree. Eating boiled chicken. Uh, I don't eat that, and I look, you know, I look decent. What's the goal? What are we gonna what? do? Would like it doesn't have to be like a time like just is there something you want to knock out fitness wise? I like the fitness goals. I mean, fitness wise, I want to maintain this level of consistency. It's boring. It's not boring, boring, bro. It's at a high level, right? You achieved a goal, beautiful goal. It was fun. It was lofty. It was fun. But if you only now work out two days a week, where's the longevity in that? Well, I have two kids, so you gotta account but, for that. So there, but there's not, look at Ambrosio. Yes, but he two two months in wasn't doing the same workouts every day. Correct? I get that. Yeah, and working out is one small thing, right? Like that's not that's not even. It's not like I'm twenty percent right now. Like I still have eighteen point five is fine, you know. But <laughs> but if you, my argument is you can push, and then there's a little drop back, and then you push past. Yes, I agree with so that. Like, I agree with that one hundred percent. I'm busting you. But yeah, but I'm saying um, there's. But yeah, I mean, in terms of a set goal, sorry, my leg is a. My leg is uh, cramping on me. What? Um, I got to work on my legs. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I love the pull-up game. I told you I want to be able to like clip those pretty nicely. I could do like 25 straight. Um, you know, if you get to 50, that's cool. Hmm. Um, it's cool. It's nothing like... No, it's pretty cool. I, it's listen, not, go I mean, hang if from you a go bar. around, you're like, I can do 50 pull-ups in a row. People are like, eh. You know what's crazy? There was a statistic. Right? There was a statistic that said like, if you can run a mile, do 10 pull-ups. Oh, no. Do five strict pull-ups. And ten strict push-ups, you're in the top like five percent of people. How crazy no. is that? A strict pull-up is literally a military-style pull-up. So you're wide grip, wide hanging all the way down. I could do that, and then pulling. Of course, you, Michael. Yeah. I of I course do you five. Can. But it sounds no. It sounds more, it sounds like it's something easy. But that's crazy that ninety five percent of the population can't do something like that. All right, we're getting off track. Um, here. What's the no, thing? yeah, I, honestly, like I, run, I haven't I haven't thought about that. No, no, no. I would like to do that in my head, but. The time I, I yeah. can't run a marathon. The pre- yeah. the preparation, and then I think I would have to get super skinny. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. I think I would lose a lot of weight uh, training for that. I if wanna, that makes sense. Like the four hundred pounds 
like something like that where you don't have to completely change everything Mm -hmm. where it's just dialing in your workouts what you're working out towards something like that where it's not like it's it's uh it's gonna be fun to pursue i don't want to get hurt but i know it'll you know what i'm saying i I would have to put on a marathon the amount of time like the commitment is crazy so that's like not even a thought yeah i I enjoy running think of some goals for me think of some goals we'll reassess like the 400 would be fun if i could ever get that'd be like a number that you'd be like holy hell like i like i don't even think that though like well, you're big already, and you're already there. So, it's <laughs> but not you see, fun. What I'm so I, it doesn't matter because any goal that I I achieve, no, people always be true. like, "Oh, you're already fit." Like, you know, no, no, no. It's got to be like fifty pulls is good in a row. That's pretty I, awesome. No, that's insane. I don't think I can do that. Well, why don't you do that? It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm scared tough. of commitment. <laughs> I, it's good narrative right? for the show. I, it is. I mean, I'm, that's... Scared, I'm scared of commitment on that on that level, right? Because. Yeah. If you do something, and honestly, the the reality is, I'm not ready to commit to the. What about an eating challenge? To the process of that, you I can do, do that a on a one time basis. Standard nine percent. Ooh, that's. T- I don't think that could be done. Probably. You, you think? Just have to work out. Ooh, burn it off. I would eat pizza on the treddy. You could right, like while you work out, one slice pizza. a day for a month. Standard. I don't know. Day. We got to circle back to that. Or why don't you get down to like four percent? Four percent. That I could do. I'd be able to do that. You need some. I feel like I need something, and now I'm in the phase of like I need to survive. But that's where we're very different, right? Like yeah. I don't. I like for that. me, yes. You you get incentivized, you get motivated by that. For me, this is a, a drive that I have. Like my goal, right, is to be in really good shape for a really really long time. As yeah. long as I'm living, I want to be at my best. Am I at my peak of all time? Absolutely not. But am I happy with where I'm at? Yes. And that to me motivates me every day because every time that I either work out or I put, you know, good nutrition into my body, it's for the bigger goal of staying alive. And can I get hit by a bus tomorrow? Can I have a heart attack tomorrow? Of course. Yeah. You know, you can be the healthiest dude in the world and still die at a young age. But I'm trying to do everything in my power to, you know, just even be there for my daughter you know if you have more kids my grandkids that like that longevity to me means a lot my grandfather was 75 years old when he died of diabetes in the last five years of his life was terrible Mm -hmm. like i want to be 75 and thriving there's this dude in the gym his name is david um coincidence you know he's 82 years old he's in florida right now and he looks incredible and i'm like what did you do and he's like honestly i was you it's funny because when you talk to people who are like heavy and they're older, they're like, oh, I was you back then, blah, blah, blah. You're never going to be able to sustain this. Whereas I had a serious conversation with two dudes. One was 65 and one was 82. And they're both in incredible shape. And I said, what do you guys think about that? Like, am I just delusional to think that in 30 years I'm going to be in great shape? They said, Dave, you already have it. You're going to be that. You're going to be probably better than us. And it was great to hear because you always hear the, oh, I used to be this. I used to be that. Whereas they're like, dude, you have the habit now. There's no reason why you're not going to have the habit later. Yeah. They said, I was the I was the exact same. If not even, I, I still wasn't as committed as you are. Yeah. So it was nice to hear that yeah. like you're already on the track, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. But that the single goal thing, I mean, I'll do it for you guys, but it doesn't it doesn't motivate me any more yeah. than I think it's fun. I think if you can do that while maintaining, it gives you like a change in pace. Like it keeps me excited about it. Um, I actually really enjoy lifting weights and running. I just haven't had the time to be able to like do That's it. That's a good goal. Lift weights while you run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think in life, there's events where they, they take priority because they're so all immersive. Yes. I'm trying to make time, but the reality is like some things it's just not worth it 
in the short term. And if I can maintain and kind of hold the line, so mm-hmm. to speak, I don't have to be progressing necessarily. Right. I agree. With I that. just have to kind of keep. I need to fight the uh, urge to let it all collapse. I agree. You know what the, I mean? The only argument I'll have back to that is you were talking for a, a long time when you were trying to achieve this goal on the reduction in stress that working out provided to you. 100%. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I would, I don't care what it is. I could have five kids, yeah. you know? Yeah. It just, there's a benefit to me to make sure that I prioritize that and I find the time because if I'm reducing my stress, yeah, I don't have to be getting stronger or something, but yeah. if I'm reducing my stress, then I'm able to tackle Life's yeah yeah you know, in the perfect world yes. yes but you have days obviously where that's not a reality yes right you have a schedule that gets effed up kids don't sleep you have to no pick sleep up is an the appointment of all of them so you know I don't want to make excuse for myself and Ambrosia actually apologized because he's like I thought you were full of it when we first met but then I realized that you do have this uh, gear that you turn on when you can and you have time mm-hmm. so thank you AC I appreciate that. But man, that gear was eight hundred dollars. That's what the gear was. <laughs> I have a money gear. You We're take here. that. You take that money out of the equation, oh, and the gear would have been. I like, didn't. Oh. Uh, do you know what I did with the money? You know I, did, I gave it to Dana. That's cool. I didn't you still got the money. money though. I could care less. That was, was a driving motive. No, it was pride. I, yes, I, I could care less about the money. It not true. <laughs> it, it felt good. Yes. The the money I like to win because it shows that you guys were committed. I don't know if you have the same. I know you do. I know you probably do too. But a lot of times you make bets with people and they don't care. It's not fun. The bet's yeah, not yeah, fun yeah. if they don't care, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to bet sick. And then you don't care. That's not fun. Yeah, I get it. Right? Mm-hmm. But point being, um, there is, yes, in theory, this all sounds great. I'm coming from the camp of like, there are... You know, when you're starting a business, when you're doing these things, and there's a timeline to get shit done. If I don't get my workout in, and I get the thing that done, so I can push forward and then work out the next day, yeah. I'm gonna adjust. Absolutely. You know, and yes, I would love to have a, a set time every day that I can be like 100. That's but not the, realistic right now. But the reality is, when you have the team, you know, you got Dana, you got the two, and nothing is consistent. I'm just trying to do my best within this weird situation because it's gonna change. So I'm like, I'm not going to create all these new things that I'm going to kill myself to do because I've done this before and I know in four months, I'll figure it out, right? Mm -hmm. For these three months, it's just scramble and get stuff done as much as you can. Go for the walks, eat as best you can, do everything you can do. And I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying for people out there that are going through it, don't abandon ship. Right. Like, it'll be fine. Because I get overwhelmed where I'm like, ah, I didn't get my workout. I didn't work out 40 minutes. I didn't run 20 minutes. But if you... All right. If I didn't get it, at least I got benching in and I was able to walk during open houses. You know, like... I think you're doing a great job with everything that you're doing. I don't think that your life is easy by any means. Um, I do have to, you know, fire you up and, and touch the cheeks. Well, a lot a of bit. time you, t- you talk mm-hmm. in theory of like, no, you do. But the reality of life is like, it's not how it works. You know, there's days where... I'd rather than work out, you know, be doing something else so that the next day I can work out, you know, mm-hmm. like I get it. You should stick to a schedule if you can. That's not the reality of my days. So I just don't, I'm not hard on myself anymore because it's unwanted stress. Cause if I'm not working out and then I'm also stressed about not working out, then it makes it worse. Compounds. Yeah. Working out really in the grand scheme of things. I mean, for me, it has a personal, you know, personal meaning. It's not the end all be all, especially 
that's not the advice that I'm giving anybody. No, no, I'm you know not what saying, saying you are. But. I think anybody can benefit from a, a lifestyle in health and wellness, but I know there's hard times in life, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. believe me, I, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. Um, and I think you you tackle it with uh, you know, the best approach possible. And I I know that you have the ability to turn it on whenever you do. And it's not that you turned it off. I'm just I'm I I like. I like. Uh, I'm just gonna get a better body, and then I'm know? just gonna laugh and be like, "Is what?" I can't introduce you as Michael, the better body, the better Pirelli, body. That's gonna know? be the new nickname. Um, anything else on uh, commitment? Uh, last thing I'll say is sometimes everything's pointing you in one direction, and you're like, "It would be easier to do this. It'd be less hard. Um, it makes sense." But you gotta trust your gut, and it was something that I. My previous company did everything I asked for that would have made me happy. And ultimately, I had to be like, listen, this is going to be tough. It's not ideal timing, but I got to do this thing that I want to do. So you really have to think through things and trust your gut. Because if there is that little voice saying, do it, do it. If you get into this other thing, you're going to end up doing it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, just go for it. So. I, it might be bad advice, but that's no, how I not. think. I don't think that's bad advice. I think um, you know we're at a time frame where it's important to we have the ability to take these risks now. Yeah, you know. Um, so I'm in your corner, and I know everybody's behind you too, man. So we're excited to see it. All right, appreciate it. And this will bring us to my favorite section, Dave's Dime of the Week. Dimes, dimes, dimes. Boom. Got to get the phone. This one's a long one, guys. <laughs> Big process here. All the All right. steps. <laughs> All the steps. There's a difference between interest and commitment. When you're interested in doing something, you do it only when circumstances permit. When you're committed to something, you accept no excuses, only results. Dramatic pause. There's Let more? that sink in. There's more? No. Oh. Let that sink in. Um, I think it's a great uh, a great quote. Don't know who said it. Probably Dave Regina. Um, <laughs> I love how you pull quotes. But just- this is this is something that you know. Even for me, it rings true because there's. It's easy when things are really good. You know, it's it's really easy. Like everybody gets motivated on a nice sunny seventy degree day fall foliage in New York. I get le- least motivated. You know, man. but when it's raining outside. We're all like, ah, oh, I can't get up. And yes, there's a level of there are some uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? There there is a correlation between bad weather and feeling you know way, but your mood is not a permanent thing. That's a temporary solution, right? It's, I mean, it's a temporary experience, and that's what I try to focus on now in life is not allowing the temporary circumstances of my life to alter or dictate how I permanently want to traject in my life, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I hope uh, I hope today brought you guys some sort of value. I enjoyed it. Right? Let them know where to shop, Michael. NoSueShop.com. Like, subscribe. Get some gear. I actually am due Starbucks for Starbucks is terrible. I'm due for some pants. <sighs> I want my sweats. I, I've been putting this off for a while. I got to prioritize it. Prioritize that and, and thumbnails. And thumbnails. Yeah, I haven't done a thumbnail. <laughs> I haven't done a thumbnail. CV got your back, man. Four weeks. Yeah, maybe? something like that. At least the titles are fire. There Thank you. Go. <laughs> uh, but that's my thing. You know, listen, it is what it is. Yep. I hear you. Uh, guys, thank you as always for the support. We are very grateful for your listen. Um, shout out Bob Mazza. Right, number one. Fan. I mean, literally, the best. He's, best he's an incredible supporter. We dropped an episode. Um, I guess it would be a couple weeks ago now that you're listening to this, um, where we were off on a, a Monday for a holiday, and we didn't drop an epi. 
And there was a couple DMs that are coming in, but one was from Bobby Mazza. It says, yo, boys, no new, uh, no new epi today? He's like, I don't know what to do. Uh, but just that, that type of stuff is, uh, is fun. It's, it's motivating for us. Uh, so thank you guys for the support. Um, and until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. And go commit to some shit. I want to commit to a bacon and cheese right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's another Epi in the books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at nosnoozepodcast.